Welcome to episode 134 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at Season 6, Episode 7, Terms of Endearment. The original air date was January 3rd, 1999. The IMDb user score has risen from 7.9 to 8.0 out of 10, and the action primarily takes place in Virginia. This episode was directed by Rob Bowman, who we've heard about many times. It's the first writing credit for David Amon. It's not his first credit, since he's been executive story editor all season since the shift to L.A., but this is his first actual script for the series of seven that he will eventually do by the end of the original run with season nine. Now, this plot is a Rosemary's Baby-style plot with a woman who has a demon's baby, though she doesn't realize it. The ultrasound the some anomalies, which we later learn are horns and things of that nature, what she doesn't realize until well after she has an apparent nightmare being attacked by a demon and loses the baby, is that the demon that is the father of the child is also her husband, and he's been trying to have a normal baby. And the fact that his child is a demon really does seem to bother him. These events are reported to Agent Spender, through the woman's brother, who's a local police detective. Spender promptly shreds the report, although Muller starts investigating it after having emptied the shredder and taped the pieces back together. For the most part, Muller's doing this on his own. Scully does confer from Washington for the most part and does show up only very near the end. And during the course of the episode, we learn that this demon actually has a second wife who's also pregnant, but it turns out she wants the demon child, although we don't realize that until after Wayne tries to abort that baby as well. And he starts digging up her backyard and realizes that she's had a number of normal babies, which is what he wants. And of course it ends with us seeing Betsy, the other wife, leaving town in Wayne's car with Wayne's demon child. The episode does also homage Suspicion, an Alfred Hitchcock film, with the glass of milk that has a light bulb inside being carried up the stairs, so there's this nice glowing effect with the milk. If you haven't seen Suspicion, you really should. I will say no more about it, other than, like most Hitchcock product, it is well worth watching. So this episode does have, obviously, Chris Owens as Jeffrey Spender in its guest cast. The other four... Guest stars worth mentioning are Lisa Jane Persky as Laura Winesider, also known for When Harry Met Sally, The Great Santini, The Cotton Club, and The Big Easy. There's Grace Phillips as Betsy Monroe, who's also known for Crimes and Misdemeanors, The Leave It to Beaver Movie, Murder One, and CSI Miami. We get Michael Milhone as Detective Archie Stevens, who's also known for Field of Dreams, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, She's All That. Crimson Tide, and a lot more. He's definitely a hey-that-guy kind of actor. And of course, the elephant in the room with the guest cast is Bruce Campbell as Wayne Winesider. Now, Bruce Campbell is probably best known for his work with the Evil Dead trilogy, playing Ash. That's Ash Williams, not Ash Ketchum. But he was also Elvis Presley in Bubba Hotep, the title character in Briscoe County Jr., not to mention a number of cameo roles in most Sam Raimi films, including the Spider-Man trilogy and Oz the Great and Powerful. This is an enjoyable enough episode. It's not a big part of the larger mythos, 
I was bothered by Spender shredding the report at the beginning. Up until now, he's been portrayed as a man who honestly wants to be a good FBI agent. And he's not really a terrible one, but he lacks the right instincts for some cases, in particular the supernatural cases. He strikes me as the kind of man who'd claim to put this in the priority file and then ignore it in the back of some file drawer, rather than someone who says, yeah, this is going in our priority file, and then just shredding it as though it didn't exist. It's the shredding it that really gets to me, more so than the burying it. It seems like a moment that's less designed around Spender's character and more designed around Mulder's character, having reassembled that shredded document later. So we know he somehow still has access to the office, he's going through it, and he's keeping tabs on the X-Files that way. Now, I did say this is a Rosemary's Baby-style episode. Rosemary's Baby is the only Roman Polanski film I've seen. I caught it on television when I had no idea what was going on with Roman Polanski and was generally impressed by it. It's a very well-made movie, and I totally understand its reputation. And when it was done, I was totally ready to look into this Roman Polanski guy and watch every other movie he'd ever made because it was so well done. But then when I hopped online to do the research with Webcrawler in those days, there was no Google yet. I learned all sorts of things about Roman Polanski and will not be re-watching Rosemary's Baby or watching anything else the man directed ever again. I just despise his actions in the 70s so greatly that I will never be able to put them out of my mind when I'm watching a movie that has his name in the credits. It's just going to be totally preoccupying. Your mileage may vary, but if you ever avoid a creator's work because of the actions of that creator, then do some research on Roman Polanski before seeing any of his work. Now, as for the science in this episode, Mandrake is a poison that apparently has been used for self-abortions. I wasn't aware of that before I did the research. I mostly knew Mandrake as ingredients for spells in the Ultima games. As far as the human versus demon offspring, well, then that would be coming out of the mythos of, you know, the Judeo-Christian texts and their religious texts. It really boils down to, you know, God making man and angels in his image, apparently. The devils, which are the fallen angels, or the demons, I should say, which are the fallen angels, are apparently not that far removed genetically from humankind if they can actually crossbreed. So that's something, at this point, there's no concrete science to back up the existence of angels and demons whatsoever. But if you take the Judeo-Christian mythology as fact, well, then it's not too much of a stretch. It just depends on exactly how they were created and whether or not the biology is compatible. That's not a question I can answer. But overall, as I said, it is enjoyable, and it's nice to see Bruce Campbell in a primarily dramatic role. Most of the time, he is known for comedy, which he does excel at. But it's good to have this concrete proof that, yeah, he can do dramatic roles as well. In any event, that's about all we have to say about Terms of Endearment. Join us back here in two weeks' time when we discuss Rain King. Thank you for listening.